G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Think different, live different. V180. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> yeah, how are you going? Yeah, we're doing just fine. Looking forward to come come down and seeing you guys. I know we are so excited. I'm I'm honestly, firstly, I'm so honored to be chatting to you. I've followed Skillet since I was so young, and I can't believe that you're still around. You're still producing amazing music. You've come such a long way. Aww. Seriously, it's so, That's so there's cool. not many bands that still left from my childhood, so it's really awesome to see you still producing <laughs> right. like, really good stuff. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. Thank you. So you've had 11 studio albums, 12 million albums sold worldwide, and a hectic touring schedule. I don't know how you do it. How much, like, how have you changed and grown since your first album to now? Yeah, I mean, there's so much change. I mean, one of the things that I didn't know when we first started, I didn't understand that this was a business. You know, I was just like, what? I'm making art. I want to make songs. I'm, I'm not a business guy. And I always kind of even was, was resistant to the idea, to my own detriment. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, people sometimes say, if you could go back and tell your younger self some advice, you know, I say, I'd go back to, you know, when I first started a band and I'd say, they called the music business for a reason. You're doing some business. So mm. that has helped me kind of helped me understand that, that you have to think for the, for the future. If you want some longevity, you know, and think about how you're going to just do things a, a bit more professionally so that you can stick around for, for a long time and not be so cavalier. And, uh, I think that the younger me thought that that was like some sort of, uh, compromise to my art or something like yeah, that, you know, yeah. but in, in reality, it's not, it's just being wise, being prudent, you know, learning how to take care of your voice because you want to sing hopefully for the rest of your life rather than blow your voice out after 10 years, <laughs> you know? And, and so what, what do I need to do to take care of myself in order to do that? And just stuff like that. So that, that really t- taught us to come a long way. And once I kind of learned that, then I was eager to do a good job and to try new things and to, try a new recording techniques and try a new guitar sound rather than the same one over and mm. over. Um, it's you sort of get into it and then you go, all right, I want to take the next step. What What's next? You know, but how do you keep coming up with different like themes and music and inspiration? Like when you've been doing it that long, how do you, how do you just come up with so many new songs? Well, I mean, I, I think that's it. I think that if you don't have, if if you if you're if you don't have something coming out, I, I think that things can get very difficult. And uh, I'm mm. I, I don't know if it's my personality, um, or if it is that all songwriters are have this ability, or I don't know what the deal is, but or if it's just my also my personality and my life with God, maybe maybe that's that's part mm. of it. I mm. always feel like I have something to say. I'm always like, man. I need to say this. I got something in me. It needs to come out. It's like the feeling of like, uh, of like, uh, this needs to be said, but and because this is important, you know, and I like, I like doing that. So for me, I've, I always feel like I have something to say. Maybe it's fresh. Maybe it's something I've said in the past and I want to say the same thing, but in a different way. I don't know. And, uh, but I always feel that way and, and I get inspired. I get inspired by meeting fans 
having conversations with people about what they're going through in their lives. Sometimes they'll tell me what the, the music means to them. And, you know, this song helped me through X, Y, or Z in my life. Yeah. Um, I read. I'm, I'm a voracious reader. I read all the time. Um, and uh, I get inspired by things I read, mm. um, et cetera. What's your, fa- <laughs> What's your favorite book? What, do you, like, what are you reading at the moment? Well, I read a lot. Um, I, I read I, – I, my favorite fiction book is Frankenstein. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I love that. Um, I don't. I can see the influence. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like a monster. You know. Um, so good. Uh, but I don't read fiction a whole ton anymore. I used to, and but now I, I mainly read theology and philosophy and uh, political philosophy. I'm, I'm just I'm constantly reading cultural commentary and and things like that. I just I enjoy a lot of that, and uh, and I think it's important. And and it turns out I've got kind of a brain for it. I did not do very well in school, so I've I've always thought of myself as being very not academic. Um, but I but I've always liked philosophy, and uh, and I found like oh I guess not everybody li- likes that, and not everybody um, thrives at that, and and I kind of like it because then it gives you an understanding of where ideas come from and where ideologies come from, and and then you see what's happening in the world, and you're not so confused. Mm. You go oh I know why that's happening, you know like in. Yeah. In America in 2020, we're having, you know, all sorts of uh, riots and cities were burned down and people yeah. were going, how is this happening? And I was saying, it's yeah. it's really obvious. It's just Marxism. And I, 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 have yeah. you not read about Marxism? You know, and find out totally. that, yeah, a lot of people don't like that sort of thing. But I think it helped. And then the most important thing is because you can say, this is where that idea comes from. And let me show you from the Bible why that's wrong. This is what the truth is. This is what will set you free. This is what will bring order and peace to your life. And because the devil tries to confuse everybody because the devil hates us and the devil wants us to burn each other to the ground and to hurt other people. And mm. he, hate, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy, the Bible says. That's true. He hates your guts. And so he wants those mm. ideologies to rise up to be a rival god. Uh, against Jehovah God, and so we, when we when we uh, speak against these ideologies, we combat them with the Word of God. Mm. That to me, that is what it means in the Bible, and it says that uh, you know vain imaginations and all these things that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. We are to bring those things into subjection under the Lordship of Christ. Mm. That's what that Bible verse means, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I love that. I, I've I found that too when um, COVID was happening. We're like. It makes perfect sense. It says in the Bible that this stuff's going to happen and people have turned against God. And so it's like, yeah, like, of course that's going to happen. Like <laughs> people's pride and is going to get in the way. And yeah, it's, it's funny, but as a Christian, it's like, well, we know, we know this. God has told us this. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's always happened. I mean, that this stuff's the earliest of this stuff. I mean, all the way back to the New Testament church, you know, I mean, mm. um, attacks against the church. We have 70 AD, of course, you know, Jerusalem falls and, mm. and, and, the, and the Christians are, uh, are, are fleeing because they, they can kind of see the sign of what's happening because Jesus warned them about that. And so they're yeah. fleeing. And then the attack, the persecution of the church starts right away. And, uh, and why were they persecuting the church? Well, they were persecuting the church because Jesus said that he was the king of kings. And so that means that Jesus was looked at as a political rival, if you, 
it, it, it's yeah. political in maybe a different sense, but if you're Caesar, it's not um, a yeah. political rival to Caesar who believed that he is was a a a sort of deity. You know, uh, yeah. if, if if you're Caesar, or you're the emperor, or whatever, then you are a sort of god. So yeah, this goes all the way back, and we got to be prepared for it and yeah. understand what's yeah. happening. Oh, I could talk to you all day about that. Um, I want to get into your album. Dominion, Day of Destiny. It's out right now. It's been uh, out for a little of. while. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> ties in really well, doesn't it? <laughs> Can you t- Good uh, job. <laughs> is that where the um, message from that came from? Uh, it is, actually, yes. It, it's exactly right. There's only one King of Kings. There's only one Lord of Lords. And it doesn't mean that we live in some sort of constant rebellion against the state or something like that. It's not at all what I'm saying, of course. What I'm saying is, is that in reality, there is a king, and and we are to to honor him, and uh, he he tells us how to live, and so D- Dominion was sort of a proclamation of hope, you know, looking forward to that day when all wars will cease mm-hmm. and all famine will cease, and there will be peace and there will be hope, and looking forward to that day when people don't hate each other and want to hurt each other and. And all this stuff, but, and and but that only happens as every knee bows and every tongue confesses, right? Yeah. So um, that is kind of what that was about. And other themes on the record, you know, uh, Day of Destiny, uh, Dominion, Day of Destinies. Other themes on the record is like this: There's a lot in your life that you cannot control. You cannot control a pandemic. You cannot control mm-hmm. a disease. You cannot control what the you, you know the what what the I don't know what the uh, government limitations are yeah, or this uh, yeah. you can't control those things but you can control your own heart you know and and the reason I'm so passionate about that is I I just know people that were suffering from depression um, somebody that I know had a son who uh, committed suicide during mm-hmm. the pandemic you know during lockdown was depressed mm-hmm. um, and there was so much hurt and so much loneliness. And and drug addiction, and I, and I don't know what it was like in Australia, but in America, the uh, the rates of alcohol shot up like cr- alcohol addiction, yeah. excuse me, Probably and deaths yeah. from alcohol, and same, right? Mm. I mean, what? And and duh, of course they did. People are depressed and they're sitting alone in their homes drinking, yeah. and yeah. and so some of what the, the themes of this record was: Hey, you can't control a pandemic, but you can make it through this whole. You can make through this with order and peace in your heart and i really wanted people to get that message because i just feel for people who suffer those kinds of things yeah oh so good Uh, so timely psycho in my head loving that single it's out right now how did this one come about tell us the story behind that yeah well i mean is there anybody literally in the world who can't relate to that song after everything we're talking <laughs> yeah. about from 2020? Everybody feels like a little crazy, like what just happened? Um, and I would imagine most people who spend any time on social media are feeling that, that chaos and that vitriol. People are so upset. People are opinionated. People are angry. And so Psycho My Head, I would say large scale is about yeah, we're living in a chaotic time, and and we're looking for peace. And of course, you know, I, I I I it doesn't say in the song, but I always allude to this in my songs that 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 peace is found in a relationship with your Creator, right? Relationship with with God made possible through the death of Jesus. So it doesn't say that in the song, but that is what it's about. Um, and then if you if you really want to go deeper into the song, 
Psycho in my head is also about this ongoing war, if you will, this battle inside of us that, that we all experience between the flesh yeah. and the spirit. I don't always do what I want to do. And, and I, I'm not always the person I want to be. I'm certainly not always the person that God's called me to be. And so it's about that, that struggle. Mm. Is, it, is it Paul that says that, that, that I do what I don't want to do? Yes, that's exactly that's right. There's a Bible verse about it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So good. And I love the film clip too. It's got kind of Matrixy vibes to it. Is that is that the feel that you're going for? <laughs> yeah, it does have a bit of a Matrix vibe, especially when I'm singing with all those wires. Yeah. There's like a lot of wires. That does very much remind me of the Matrix. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> what was what was the inspiration behind that? Man, I don't remember. I mean, I definitely love science fiction um, films, yeah. Blade Runner, uh, Matrix, as you as you noted to uh, Alien. You know, I, I love that. I love that look. I love dark sci-fi. And uh, but we wanted to do something <laughs> a little bit creepy, yeah, you know, because the song is kind of creepy. And so it need it it needed to have something a little bit metal about it, a little bit creepy and a little bit metal. And I really like like the trees. You know, we had like the we created those trees, and and it's a little futuristic, but but also a little mm. organic. And I, I thought that was kind of I don't know why. I kind of thought that was fun. It kind of puts you in. As you're watching it, you don't maybe recognize that you feel like mm. you're in a different world. And I think uh, that was really kind of what cool. I was going for. Now, you guys are coming to Australia finally. It's your first tour since 2018. My question is, what took you so long? <laughs> Seriously, man. I can't believe five years. And plus, we had a killer tour when we were there last time. It was absolutely amazing. I, I feel like we would have come earlier had had the pandemic not kind of yeah just kind of like everything. muddied everything. Yeah, it did. It pushed everything back a couple of years. Um, so I feel like that's why. But man, I am so excited. You know, every week we get or month, excuse me, we get you know Spotify numbers, and you can break all this out. You find out who's listening to your music and mm. where are they from, and and. Australia has two of our biggest cities in the world, um, and I just thought this is so crazy. These people are nuts down there. We got to go and uh, and do some rock and roll. Yeah, I cannot wait. What what can we expect for your tour? Because you have such a huge discography. How how do you choose which songs you're going to play? You're going to do some old stuff or just the new stuff? Right. Or what can we expect? Right. Yeah, it's always hard. You know, I mean, you, you got to play like the big songs. You know, if we don't play yes. Monster. I yes. mean, people are going to like riot or something. It's true. You know? And <laughs> so, you know, we always do that, but we do try to try to mix it up when we can. Of course, you have new records come out, you try to place the new material, but you always want to play the hits. So I always try to throw some curveballs for people. Maybe, maybe do something in a way they've never heard it before, mm-hmm. um, or that maybe the song is starting and they're not quite sure what it is because we're, we, we've done a new, a new arrangement. I, I particularly think that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, what, but what can people expect? I mean, skill is known for our energy, positivity. Our concerts are very kind of unifying. They're very uh, therapeutic. I, I get messages like that after every show. Like, I feel so much better after coming to your show. I just think it's to awesome. do with the chaos of the times, and people are looking for outlets to forget their worries, have fun, rock out with people that certainly will not all think, believe the same things you do. You're gonna, I mean, mm. that's why music's so cool, you know? you different politics, different beliefs on religion, different vibes, but you all come together for music. So it is sort of inherently a unifying event. I really like that. And, and our concerts are quite spiritual, you know, and 
I like that. I think it's just a really wonderful thing. I think people are more open to spirituality now than they were a few years back because people are going, okay, you can't count on anything in this life. Is there something more? And we're saying, yes, there is something more. There's a God who loves you and he, he, he is, uh, wants to have a relationship with you. And he made that a possibility by sending his son, Jesus, to die on a cross. That is amazing so news. I am so excited for your tour. It's going to be epic. While you're in Australia, do you have a chance to have a look around? Yeah, we, a little bit. I, and we love Australia. Australia, I think, probably my probably has the best food of anywhere I've been yes. in the world. I, I, just, I love the food in Australia. Everything is just so fresh. Yeah. And, um, I just loved it. Great shopping, great food. And everybody's just easygoing. It's like nobody's stressed out. Um, that I remember from the first time I came to Australia, I was like, nobody's stressed here. What's the deal? <laughs> and uh, and I like that. You know, so, yeah, we will have a little bit of a chance to, to look around. And we've seen, you know, we've seen the opera house and things like that. Yeah. But mainly it's just like just the vibe of Australia. The weather's great and it's mm. just beautiful. Before you go, what's next for you guys? What are you working on after your tour? Well, we're working on music as we speak, and and in fact, tomorrow I'll be back in the studio working on music. So we're 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 on a hiatus now. We finished our tour December 10 was the last gig we played, and so our first gigs back are when we come to see you guys. So this has been a writing time, getting some new music out this year, Lord willing. Super excited about the Yay, new music. That's so good. And uh, so that's what we're up to, man. Like end of this year, or like soon. Uh, more, uh, I would call it third quarter of the Ooh, year. Oh, so exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Uh, yeah. No promises, but Lord willing. <laughs> <laughs> now the pressure's on. <laughs> now I feel pressured. What are you doing? No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for your time, John. Before you go, can you give us your best Australian accent? Oh yeah. Let's see. What? Give me a sentence to say. You first. Hey, how's it gone, mate? Yeah. How's it going, mate? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. There you go. I don't know. It's uh, doing the best I can here, people. Oh, so good. Oh, we're so stoked for your tour. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, John. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you live on stage. Oh, uh, thank you, Melissa. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 